0: I'm Elizabeth Barkin. Oh, I'm Gene Marks. And today we're going to be talking about... Crime. High crime, crime high of crime. the highest levels. And then that high crime is someone stealing your startup ideas. Yep, yep, yep. It happens. It happens, People are
2: scared about that all the time. It, it, it does happen. So the question is, what do you do? How do you protect yourself against your startup? Uh, you know, you come up with a great idea. How do you know that somebody isn't going to take it for you? So um, let's talk about that in detail.
0: Right after we hear from our sponsor. Sounds good. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. And we're back. So we have this question submitted a couple different times. So I combined it into one question. My startup idea can be stolen. Yeah. What do I do? So, Gene, what do you do?
2: Well, first of all, I wish these people would tell us what the idea is, so you know, maybe, <laughs> it might be pretty good, Elizabeth, Duh. and you and I can steal it and, and do something. else. first, okay, so um, you've got a you've got an idea for a startup, your genius idea, which, by the way, it, it's probably been thought of before, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. But you know, you want to um, try and protect yourself against um, you know the, these ideas being sold. Now, it's it's not easy to do. Okay, when something is just an idea or just a thought um, it's kind of easy to be duplicated. I mean, the best example I can give is there's a, a an ice cream store that started up in Philly a couple of years ago. And I'm not going to name them, but they make um, these really cool, like rolled ice cream. You know, it's kind of like Cold Stone Creamery used to do, but a little bit better, like custom-made ice cream. And then they put it on a on like sort of a stone, and they roll it out, and they roll it into a a thing on a cone. And it was I remember when they opened up, like lines around the block for this ice cream store. You know, it's just fantastic. And lo and behold, what happened the following summer? There were like ten of the exact same ice cream stores around the city because. You know, what can these guys do? I mean, they, they came up with a really good idea for like a special way to roll up ice cream and people just copied it. And went, and and it's very tough to protect yourself against that. And, and, you know, you can find I just want to say that, like, you can either no matter what you do, if somebody wants to steal your idea and, they, and you can fight them and you can spend a lot of your time and money fighting them in courts and with lawyers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Or you can just stay focused on what you do and continue to do it that much better, you know? Um, and the world has made up a lot of competing businesses um, that sell, I mean, how many how many stores sell tires? How many stores sell pharmacies and, you know, and food? So, I mean, there are, you come up with the idea and people duplicate it and you just got to figure out a way to do it better. That's the ultimate thing. I mean, I'm going to get a little bit more specific as to some steps well, that you I can take. I just want to ask but, a go question, now. Sure.
0: So, rolled ice cream or an ice cream store, like, mm-hmm. That's pretty easy to duplicate.
2: Well, yeah, it is. I mean, th- I, I agree. But, um, you know, I think a lot of businesses, there are certain different levels of, of difficulty in duplicate. If you have some real technological thing or whatever, um, you know, maybe it's harder. But I don't know. In today's world, even if you develop a software or some type of machine or whatever – you know, if you have the right people, most things can be duplicated somewhat The difference easily. between that
0: and ice cream, though, is that everybody has experience with ice cream. Not I everybody. couldn't do it. I know I could duplicate that. You couldn't go ask someone like, "Hey, how do you how do you do this?" But I guess I could. It would be it be it be
2: it'd be work to do, and I don't know if I would do it very well. And yeah, I mean, I guess well, there's a there's a you this know,
0: this leads into okay. We're, so we're going to talk about non disclosure agreements. Yes. We like, are. can you do that for an ice cream shop? Yeah, I mean, so, you,
2: you certain things you can, you can't. So, Elizabeth, you're right. I mean, there are certain things that um, you can try to do to protect yourself, right? So, non-disclosure agreements are used uh, for businesses where it's not, their technology or their, their idea is not so public-facing. So, you know, can you do that for an ice cream store, no cuz everybody you know anybody can walk in and buy an ice cream yeah. and whatever but if you're in a b2b business you've developed some kind of technology or some kind of proprietary service or something like that and it's not a consumer facing thing then yeah you know if you before you bring in you know people into your business before you talk with potential investors you know whatever a lot of times you just you you have people sign non-disclosure agreements um you can get one on an attorney can draw it up, or really there are some standard ones you can find online. I subscribe, by the way, every year uh, to legalzoom.com because they have all the standard. Um, you know, legal documents that I I, I go to I, I love that site. Wait, so
0: how do you, so tell me about that?
2: So LegalZoom.com is okay. if few. I pay, you know, I, I, I don't want to get the price. Note? I don't want to get the pricing wrong. But um, they offer like two things as part of the package that I have is that they have every single legal document you could possibly want from you know non-disclosure agreements we're talking about to you know employee compensation agreements or you know a board of directors forms you know okay. that kind of thing. Um, and so it's all there for the taking if you subscribe. Cut. Customize
0: it to your business.
2: Sure, and what they do is they make sure they're all they continuously they're continuously updated, you know, for to to stay current with the, the oh, law. Oh, so like
0: if your state laws different from correct, state. okay,
2: correct. So it's not only federal, but it's also state basis, oh, that's and great. then they keep them updated. Um, they have like that's what they do. They're, they're attorneys that keep this updated, um, and I can download it anytime and customize it to myself, and then use it for my business. And it's really good. not only that, but the package that I have. And by the way, I don't work for LegalZoom.com, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I use them, and, and they um, they have a, they have a, uh, attorneys on staff that is part of my package. You get some free legal consultation if you want to. I'm not saying that you use them if you're going to be in some kind of complicated lawsuit with oh, somebody yeah, you or need whatever. To talk to an attorney. Yeah, but just for the basic, you know, people say like, look, this whole conversation started by how can we, um, you know, how, how do we protect our information? Okay, well, non disclosure agreement is a basic thing that people do, and um, you know, the the big question is not. Should I have one? Okay, fine. Go ahead. But are they even, you know, worth the paper that they're printed on? Um, You know, they they serve a legal purpose. um, But, you know, again, if somebody does violate it, you're going to have to go after them and pay money now to sue somebody. And that could take money and resources away from actually growing your own business. But anyway, non-disclosure agreements are very – and I get asked to sign them all the time. Like I work with technology companies and they'll be like, hey, you know, before we work together, can you please sign? And I'm like – Really like I'm gonna take your technology like I don't even know how to turn on a TV set and I'm gonna sit there and, and, and but if, steal your technology. If you have
0: an idea and you're starting a business, non-disclosure agreement, good first step. It is
2: a good first step. Now, if there's something you can also do, I'm not you have to talk to a patent attorney about this, but you can apply for what's called a provisional patent if you think you've got a patentable idea. So not roll-up ice
0: cream, but...
2: Right. Something, and I don't know, maybe roll-up ice cream is a patentable idea. That's something you have to really ask a patent attorney about. But if you get something that could eventually be patented, but you're not ready to go through the process of the patent, you can get some protection by applying for what's called a provisional patent from the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, so you can look into that as well trademarking your name is a very easy thing to do. And again, there's states to um, do that in federal side of it, LegalZoom. How much does
0: that cost?
2: Oh, like, like nothing. I mean, like hundreds of dollars at most, even less than that.
0: Um, and then you're like nothing or hundreds of dollars.
2: Well, I mean, when I say, you know, a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, I mean, it's not like uh, some like large, large, large expense. And, um, and I don't mean to, um, I don't want to minimize that. Obviously, cost for any startup is expensive. Yeah, so but.
0: you can trademark it by your state or federal.
2: Federal is what you okay. want to do, okay. okay? And what you want, and again, this is with the FTC, and then that gives your own uh, thing. And then you've got to be good at you know, using the trademark code whenever you mention your name or your product.
0: So you, you, gotta, to tra- you have to put it in your logo. Right, but, your but that
2: doesn't protect handles. somebody from stealing the idea. I mean, if yeah. I, I can trademark Big Mac, but then somebody can go and create their own version of a Big Mac and call it... You know, large Mac or what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it'll be something else. Um, so, you know, I think it's about that like that's a Big Mac the other day. Four especially.
0: episodes, we talk about Big
2: Mac. I know they're so good. <laughs> it's just like, it's, anyway, okay. Um, and then the other thing I can also uh, say to do is that um, you know, if you do have some kind of proprietary thing and you are concerned, um, keeping a diary um, of any potential um, issues with your proprietary. Service idea technology, for example, if you if, if you who you've been meeting with about it, um, when you think somebody might have stolen the idea or the product, you document all this down into a diary because we forget things. And it's important to do that kind of stuff. If you if you have an inkling that you could be exposed to this, because um, if you ever do go to court, um, think about how amazing it would be to pull out like a, a diary of all the details from specific days about specific yeah. things that you notice that happened on that day. Um, that, that really will help jog your memory and also provide some type of evidence if you get to that. Point. And I
0: want to be clear on that. Gene's not actually advocating you go like dear diary, <laughs> like you can do that online, use your calendar. Yeah, like.
2: that's correct. Or just got like a word document or whatever. It's just what I mean by a diary is that you just, you're, you're keeping track of, uh, any activities or information, um, related to this sort of proprietary thing. So bottom line is you can take all these steps to protect your idea. Um, I still say, you know, you know, the idea. It's one thing to come up with a great idea. It's another thing altogether to execute on it.
0: Well, okay, um, so that's my next question. So you didn't know I was going to be asking this. It's this kind of a curveball. Like, let's say you see businesses out there doing the same thing. Yes. And none of them are really doing it that well. Right. So your job is to come in and do what they're doing it, but. Do what they're so, doing, but doing it much better. So I,
2: I love that you brought this up. Um, I was talking about this somebody recently as well, Elizabeth, that um, when you start up a business, I mean, I don't want to say that there's no room for innovation. Of course, there's room for innovation in this world. But, you know, honestly, in 2018, you know, a lot of the good ideas have already been thought of. You know what I mean? <laughs> the smartest people that I know when they start up a business is um, they look at existing businesses where there's an existing market. You know, know, something that's actually being sold already or provided. And then they get into it because they can do it just a little bit better. You know? So I'm looking at like a Styrofoam cup. You know, like we know there's a market for styrofoam cups and there are styrofoam cup makers, but maybe someday, you know, you get this idea to make a styrofoam cup, something a little bit better. Biodegradable. Yeah. I don't know something about, it. maybe you make it biodegradable or foldable or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So you get into an existing market, existing industry, yeah. and you do it once. To me, that is a way better you know plan for success than trying to just start a whole new thing you know but what, what I mean, if you're scratch. not
0: innovating what if you're just saying hey they do rolled up ice cream but it takes forever when you're standing in line i can do the same exact thing but i can get people in and out of the store more what and way. that's not innovating that is innovating yeah it's
2: always innovating i mean it's you you know innovating means finding you know coming up with a way to, doing way something to do something a little bit better so then okay. what
0: kind of research should you do so you to make sure you don't get sued for stealing someone's idea.
2: Well, when you're saying about research into stealing somebody's idea, first of all, if you're, you know, if if I was going to go into the rolled up ice cream business, for example, I certainly would be doing, you know, patent searches and, you know, you know, with the FTC, um, just to make sure that there's no, these guys don't have a a patent on rolled up ice cream. And I'm going to, you know, I build something and I'm going to get sued and put out of business. Other than that, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can tell what the market is. Um, people protect themselves with patents and trademarks.
0: I think that covers it.
2: Makes awesome change. stuff. So go forth and innovate eat rolled up <laughs> ice cream. Delicious.
0: We'll be right back with Gene's word of word.
1: Would you like for your next major business purchase to be paid for by credit card rewards points? Learn how you might be able to do that in Small Business Head's new ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Business Credit Cards. In this free ebook, you'll learn how you can rack up rewards points for your next major business purchase or personal vacation How you can use business credit cards so they won't affect your personal credit, and even how to keep employees from using their work credit cards for personal use. Just head over to SmallBizAhead.com and click the link in the show notes to get your free ebook today.
0: We're back with Gene's Word of Brilliance.
2: So my Word of Brilliance today is, uh, well, it's always two words. It's Startup City, right? But not just Startup City, but let's call it Young City. Okay, Elizabeth Young City. That's my word of brilliance. So the words of brilliance. And the reason why I bring that up is because recently, um, LendingTree, which is an online marketplace for getting loans, um, did, a, did a report. They did some analysis. Their analysis was, what is the best city to be a young business in? What is the best city for a young? Now, not necessarily to start up a business, but to be a young business. And what they did is they looked at more than eighty thousand queries for loans on their site over a period of time earlier in 2018 from all around the country and they picked out they picked from all of these the the companies that had that were making that had revenues of less than seven and a half million dollars a year and had been in business for less than five years so these are existing companies and they might not necessarily be like just startups right but small businesses but they've only been around for about five years and they said based on all of that because people were submitting data for their loans. They had to report what their profitability is, what their revenue is. They were getting some data. So they they came up with a formula saying based on like profitability and, and revenue and revenue growth, you know, among all these, you know, what city had the, the is, is sort of the best environment just by the numbers for a young business. So what city do you think it is, Elizabeth?
0: I'm gonna say Denver. Denver. Yeah.
2: Is Denver in the oh, you know what? First of all. Denver is in the top five. Okay, let me guess again. I am really impressed that you actually... Came up with that city okay. out of all the other cities. You You'll never idea. get this number one city. You'll never get it. But go ahead. Um,
0: Dubuque,
2: Iowa. Okay. For, why would you even say Dubuque, <laughs> Iowa? Where did that even come come from? Is, like is it like another D? I no, it's not even close. Okay. I don't even know. The, Pittsburgh, the, Pennsylvania. No, although Pittsburgh is a nice city. to for, Dubuque, I'm sure, is a very nice city, too. Oh my God, I'm going to have people from I Iowa. I would young.
0: say Austin, but you're saying I would never guess it.
2: Yeah, you would never guess it, and I never guessed it either. So here's the – I'll give you a hint – you ever see the film Lady Bird? Sacramento. Sacramento. By the way, Lady Bird, how awesome was that film? Right? I was haven't
0: that, seen it. Oh yet, my but god! I know all about it. Oh,
2: fantastic! It. A great film. Anyway, yes, yeah, Sacramento, California. And what's funny about this is that um, Sacramento was rated as the best city in the country when 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 Lending Tree looked at all the profitability and revenues and revenue growth of these young businesses. Um, the, the numbers said to them, They, with their formula, that Sacramento, the businesses are making the most money there of that age, their, their profitability. The other cities in the top five, believe it or not, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Portland, Oregon. Okay. Knoxville, Tennessee, and Denver. And let me give a shout out for Knoxville, Tennessee. Beautiful town. Were you just Gorg, there? So I was just there. Just like about, actually in the fall. And absolutely gorgeous nice. place and growing and um, a beautiful place to like raise a family and to, clearly to... To run a business. Now, it's funny about what I thought these cities, when I, I wrote about this separately and I, I thought about like, so I'm assuming the, this must jive into data about where the best place to live is, you know, like, oh, I'm assuming if Sacramento won, then I'm sure it's on the charts for like best place in the country to live, right? And quality of life, whatever. None of these cities in this top five, I mean, it, it, there was no, nothing consistent with all the other things that are done by Forbes and US News and World Report and all these other publications that say like the best cities to live, the yeah. best you know, quality of life, whatever, they, they, there was no consistencies among that. Like In other words, I could not draw a connection between running a business in Sacramento and actually having the best quality of life in Sacramento as well. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It basically just said out of all the businesses, that, out of the 80,000 businesses that we looked at, um, the young businesses seem to be doing the best in Sacramento, California. Now, it's a state hmm. capital, so it's quite possible that there's, you know... There's some, but then Servicing again...
0: government.
2: Yeah, but none of the other ones I just mentioned, I don't think. Grand Rapids, Portland, um, Knoxville, Denver, they're not state capitals, I don't believe, so... No, no,
0: I'm not in second grade.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so <I don't> <laughs> the other thing I also thought was interesting is the average... What do you think is the average revenue for the young business in Sacramento, California? Less than five years and less than $7.5 million in the, the, the average revenue... $316,000
0: okay. a year. I'm not joking. I was going to say 256000 That's
2: unbelievable. I mean, there are employees at some large companies that make more than that. Yeah. We're talking about the entire revenues of a business because we're talking but about- they
0: could just be one or two people. Sure.
2: Coffee shops, restaurants, little yeah. merchants, retail store, little you know, consultants. Small tech. Small tech. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, so that's my takeaway. Young cities, that's my words words of the day and- Um, it is a, um, Sacramento, California seems to be the most profitable place to be.
0: Hmm, Interesting. Interesting. Thanks for that, Gene. Sure. So before
2: I let you go, Philly was in the bottom three. Of
0: course. And we'll leave it at that. (laughs) So what were the other bottom three?
2: Cincinnati, Ohio, Rochester was in the bottom and, uh, yeah, Rochester, New York. It was Cincinnati, Ohio, Rochester, New York, and Philly.
0: Thank you for joining us this week, everyone. We will be back. I always say this week, but we're, we're. We're, more we're than back briefly. in a yeah. few days, baby. a couple days. Let's do it. Um, I want to remind everyone to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, to please leave us a review because we love to get your feedback. Even if the review is telling us that we're terrible, we still, I mean, we don't love it, but we still want to hear that. Leave a comment at the bottom of the show notes. Give us your feedback. And we are always happy to hear from you and interact with you. We'll be back in a couple days. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.